I got to say, friendships are a great place to practice stating how you feel, expressing your needs. Like I've never expressed my needs more than I have with Sylvie. And I'm like, man, I think I can actually do this if I'm in a new relationship. What are my expectations of this relationship? How often do I need communication? I've talked about that with your wife. And I'm like, oh, you mean, I mean, I actually said this to her. I go, you mean my needs matter? I was like, you mean, I said, it's okay, Sylvie, that we like text every few days. That's important to me. And that's important to her. We've talked about that. And so you practicing, you know, whether it's joining your men's group, whether it's, you know, you know, role playing with the coach that can absolutely help someone, a man who is trying to be true to him, honor his boundaries, and also communicate that without causing more harm. Welcome to Men This Way, the podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life, who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y, Reeves. Men, this way. Do you struggle to let people in to see what's really going on for you? Are you afraid your intimate partner doesn't really want to hear what's true for you on the so-called inside? And do you know how to skillfully talk with others about what you really want and need? Well, in this episode, my guest Vasavi Kumar and I mine these questions and more for useful insights to make a meaningful difference in your life. Now, I'm really excited about today's episode because we dive straight into one of the biggest challenges and frustrations that we men tend to have in our lives. It's the struggle around communication. We don't typically know how to speak what is deeply true for us consistently in skillful ways that create safety and connection with the people around us whom we love and care about. Instead, what most of us learn is that speaking our truth is more likely to just create more stress, less understanding, more chaos, more argument, and more disconnection, especially with our intimate partners, but also with other men. And so what many of us do is we shut down our truth talk. We don't say what we need to be saying. We don't have the deeply meaningful conversations with other men that we need to be having. And we don't let our intimate partners in. Or some of us go the other way and we decide we'll say whatever the fuck we want to say. And if people have a problem with that, well, that's their problem, not mine. Which also tends to just create more stress, less understanding, more chaos, disconnection, etc. So today I'm talking with Vasavi Kumar, the author of Say It Out Loud, and I'm excited because it's all about the practice of skillful communication. That's the title of her book, Say It Out Loud. It has a a long, juicy subtitle, which I'll let you discover uh, as we talk about it in the podcast. In my Elevate Your Relationship coaching program for men, we explore in depth and learn to practice what I call the three pillars of relationship. Skillful communication is one of those three pillars. The other two pillars are powerful presence and passionate connection. And when a man learns the foundational insights and practices for each of those three pillars, skillful communication, powerful presence, and passionate connection, not only does his experience of intimate relationship begin to change, but the ripple effects of his new insights and new practices extend into every domain of his life. His friendships can become richer. His relationship to his daily work can shift in meaningful ways. He just feels better about himself and he no longer feels so alone in the world. 
Now, Vasavi Kumar is a life coach and licensed therapist. She's a first-generation Indian-American who grew up in Long Island. Uh, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 20, and instead of letting that defeat her, she became extremely self-aware and learned how to take action to not be limited by her diagnosis, but actually empowered by it. And I invited her on the men this way to talk about her experience, even as a woman communicating with men. Uh, I, I think if you're a man who wants to do communication better, whether with friends or your intimate partner or colleagues or family or your children, I think this episode will especially, hopefully, inspire and enlighten you. And know what else will definitely inspire and enlighten you? My Elevate Your Relationship live coaching program for men. That's right. I've already spoken to it. Uh, if you're a man who is struggling with an intimate relationship, maybe your partner isn't happy and you don't know why, or your sex life sucks, or it's non-existent, or maybe your partner wants things from you that you either don't understand what she wants or you just don't know how to give it, like more connection, more vulnerability, more presence, or more safety. Elevate Your Relationship could be game-changing for you. It's a six-month live coaching experience, which means you get to work with me personally, and it's for men who want to show up more powerfully, be more present, practice skillful communication, what we'll talk about in the episode today, and create passionate connection with your partner. You'll learn how to better navigate conflict, how to use differences and disagreements, not to just create more chaos or stagnation, but actually make them the basis for passionate connection. You'll learn about healthy boundaries, how to create and maintain them, and how to stand in your power in ways that won't turn her off, but rather draw her toward you if that's what she wants. We'll dive into how to be your full authentic self in the relationship, how to create emotional connection, how to practice the sacred art of masculine and feminine intimacy, and more. If you think Elevate Your Relationship might be a good fit for you, go to my website, Brian with a Y, brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R, and fill out the application there. If it does seem like we're a good potential fit, you'll be invited to schedule a no-cost, no-pressure phone consultation to explore if Elevate Your Relationship is a good fit for you. I promise you it is a no-pressure uh, phone call with my co-facilitator and a uh, longtime best friend of 38 years, uh, Tate. You'll love him. Everybody falls in love with Tate. He's such an incredible, amazing man. And we don't do pressure sales. I don't like it when people do that to me, and I am committed to not ever doing that to the people who would uh, potentially want to work with me. So again, it's brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R. If you're in a relationship and you're struggling, don't delay. Go to that link, fill out the application. It is your birthright to thrive in relationship, and I'm committed to helping you do that. Now, back to my conversation with Vasavi Kumar. Take a deep breath. And stay present with us all the way through to the end of this episode of Men This Way. All right, let's dive. Vasavi Kumar, welcome to Men This Way. Uh, I'm so honored and privileged to have you on. You're just the fourth woman to appear on Men This Way in almost 100 episodes. Right. This is this is a big deal. Thank you for having me on here. I've actually never been on a podcast solely like focused towards men. So yeah. it's truly an honor to be here. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to have you. The The subject that we're going to dive in today, I think, is so critical for men. In fact, um, uh, 
just just before I started this interview, I was reviewing. Uh, I, I I left a prompt in a community that I run for my men in my Elevate Your Relationship program, mm-hmm. and the prompt was these these are all men that have come together to work on their relationships to to elevate their intimate relationship game. Mm-hmm. And the prompt that I left in this community was, what is the number one thing you're still frustrated about? Mm. I'd say 80% of the men who they, they responded with, I'm still afraid of saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still afraid of, of saying something out loud that I can't take back or that my wow. wife is going to take the wrong way and et cetera, et cetera. So the conversation we're going to have today is uh, really, is going to be invaluable for men. There's a lot of great distinctions here. But before we dive into that, Vasavi, um, I just want to say, we were talking about this again before we, we hit record and it, r- it really touched me. I mean, just your, your friendship with my wife, Sylvie, is, yes. it's really beautiful. You know, we, we came to Austin and she didn't really know anyone, certainly not intimately, not really. Fr- and, and I mean, you, you've just been one of her, her best supports and mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see that unfolding. Well, I actually, I actually pulled this up from my book, say it out loud on page 17. And I write about your wife, Sylvie. Uh, and I just want your listeners to know, cause I can, I can say on and on about how wonderful she is, but I put her in my book for a reason. Yeah. Talk, it's all about self-talk. So this is what I said about Sylvie. I said, Pay attention to the people in your life with whom you feel safe. For example, my friend Sylvie uses a soft tone and volume when speaking to me. At first, it was a new style of communication that I hadn't experienced even with myself. But the more time I spent with Sylvie, the more I was drawn to her tone and volume. And now I use that same gentle tone and volume with myself. Being around her taught me to be kinder and more nurturing toward myself. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Does she know? Does she know that you have, she has a paragraph in your book? <laughs> yeah, she knows that there's a paragraph uh-huh. and I've openly said to her, you know, I, I'm 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 very transparent about the fact that I've lived with bipolar disorder for 21 mm-hmm. years. And my brain, there's a part of my brain that often attacks me. It attacks me even when I am mm-hmm. at most peace, like I'm peaceful and then it'll mm-hmm. just come in and intrusively mm-hmm. attack me. And s- because I've been able to communicate that with Sylvie, number one. But more than that, she's curious about my brain. Mm. She's curious. She actually has asked me, hey, babe, do you have any resources for me to read about bipolar disorder? What do you need when you're feeling hypomanic? I actually told her that I was going through a hypomanic crash and she looked it up. Mm. And for me, I was like, oh, like she gives a shit. She mm. cares. Mm. So she has actually really been integral in that part of my brain softening and not feel like it's always attacking me. Mm. People can do that. Wow. Yeah. She's isn't that, yeah. isn't that amazing? Yeah. She, yeah. she's such a special, special human. Yeah. Um, well, again, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for, for being such a, a great friend to her. And, uh, and she likewise feels so safe with you and, and because the two of you are able to talk about pretty much whatever arises, mm-hmm. you're able to, to bring it up, to, to work through it, navigate through it. And, and I think that's a, that is a, a thriving life skill that, 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 that we can all learn and that we're going to talk about some today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. first uh, I want to ask you a question just to help our listeners get to know you more as a, as a person who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to ask this question. 
Tell us about a significant event or experience in your early life that played a fundamental role in shaping who you are today as a woman. I have two events. Is that okay? 100%. The first event was when I was probably around nine or 10 years old. Uh, My parents had gotten into a squabble. Usually it was my mom yelling and my father would shut down. And my mother and and my mother was on her way to work um, and she was carrying a Tupperware of Indian food. It was just yogurt and rice and some curry. And she got so angry at my father. She threw the Tupperware of food up in the air. The Mm. food went everywhere. Then she walked out and she went to work. My dad was just sitting there stunned. I cleaned up her mess. And then I sat with my dad and consoled him. So that's one thing. And I'll tell you what I learned as being as a woman that based on that event. The second event was uh, being 14 years old and being in India, visiting my dad's side of the family. And they all lived in a compound like in India. All the families lived together in one big lot. And I was on the roof of my grandmother's house. And my cousin, my older cousin was there and he was like the big shot grandson. You know, he was tall, handsome, much older than me, maybe yeah, eight years older than me, I think. And um, he's 22 and he's in the Air Force. And he showed me he asked me if I wanted to learn some of his moves, how to some of his moves, defense moves. And I said, OK. And so he pressed me up against the wall and he put my hands behind my back and he was pressed up against me. Meanwhile, I'm 14, right? So I'm just Uh, developing. I'm just starting to feel things down there. And I remember feeling like, and he's pressed up against me and he's like helping me try to, he's like, well, how would you get out of this grip? Right? Mm, Like he was, mm. I remember two things, Brian. I remember what I was doing was, I remember how I felt. It was like really wrong. I'm like, Mm. this is not right. Mm. But number two, I also enjoyed it in Mm. a way because I'm 14 and I'm feeling all these things. So what that taught me, both events is number one, my job is to make men feel better. Mm-hmm. My body is just there for men's pleasure. Mm. And then when I told my parents about what happened with my cousin, my dad didn't say anything. Mm. My mother waited a little bit, but then she did call out my cousin and which it was like, you know, no one really said anything. But basically for me is no matter what, my job as a woman is to please a man. Mm. That is it. My job is to make sure that you're happy. Yeah. My job is to make sure that you're satisfied. And and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I, I get chills, Vasavi, only because number one, I'm I'm I've I've heard this. Uh, so many women have that's the message they got from their mothers, from their fathers, from the modeling. And then uh, you know, having worked with couples and and doing relationship coaching for gosh, the last 10 years now. I mean, that that seeing that show up in, in adult relationships, the damage that that actually does. I mean, how has that caused, how have those lessons then showed up for you in your relationships? My needs don't matter. It's mm-hmm. not about me in a relationship. It's, mm-hmm. and I get emotional about it because it it's still like I'm working through it. I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm uncovering this because my, my love life has kind of always been like second, third priority. Like I'll get into relationships because it's like, oh, cool. You love me. Awesome. What yeah. do I need to do to keep you? Um, so that's kind of how it showed up in my relationships is, you know, if a, if a man shows has in the past shown me interest, then for me, it's, well, what do I have to do to keep you? Who mm. do I have to be to keep you and not rock the boat? Just to, I want to make sure that you're happy. My job mm. is to make you happy. 
So, and what do you know? Because I think this is so important for men listening to hear. Because because I think the vast majority of men who are partnered with women, or will be in the future, or have been in the past, are 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 going to be with women who, on some level, have also digested that message that I only exist for a man's pleasure. I, I had a. I actually had a podcast before this podcast years and years and years ago that we only did four episodes. It didn't go far, but it was with a friend of mine named Nitai, uh, with a woman. And she shared how she learned two things from her mom about men. One was, uh, don't depend on a man Mm -hmm. and then don't inconvenience a man. It's kind of similar to what you're saying in a way. Don't inconvenience a man. You know, I, I exist for his pleasure. And so I, th- I think it's really important that men hear that this this runs rampant in the women we partner with, and and some men will be like, well, goody, I I you know the the narcissistic side of us is like, well, good, I glad I'm glad that she yeah. <laughs> thinks she exists yeah. for my pleasure, yeah. And Basavi, what if, what do you know? What 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 are you learning or have learned that that why that doesn't work for women? It doesn't work because I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. And I, I, I've i recently discovered this, you know, I know this in my friendships to be true, but the sexiest thing and the most, and the thing that a man can do to make me feel the safest is to express his thoughts and feelings out loud. If I know where you are in your mind and emotionally, then I don't have to try to figure that out. And then as a result, overcompensate. Mm-hmm. My father shut down. He didn't say anything, but I, as a child, picked up on, I guess, what I thought was his pain, or maybe I was experiencing my own frustration. So I absorbed that. And I never knew where my father ended and where I began. Mm-hmm. So it was whatever my dad was feeling, I felt it. Mm-hmm. Or what I, if my dad wasn't saying something, then I thought I had to stand up for him. I became mm-hmm. my father's spokesperson. And mm-hmm. that's just a lot of work. What I really want is a man who's going to tell me exactly what he's thinking and exactly what he's feeling. So I know where I stand because I do not want to spend my relationship interpreting. I, I just want to know, like, or tell me. So I'm not overworking myself trying to figure out what you're saying. So there's a lot of directions. There's a lot of little rabbit holes that just opened up. But the yeah. one that I the one I think we have to go down because yeah. I can just hear the brains of men listening, firing, objecting something like this. If I said exactly what I'm thinking or feeling, my wife would fucking kill me. My wife would not be happy with me. She shit would go sideways. We get into arguments all the time. I mean, this is, as I shared earlier, this is the, the, one of the top complaints from the men or the top complaints, right word, top uh, frustrations, challenges from the men in my elevate your relationship program is I, I'm afraid to say out loud what's really going on. So, so, so help us. Help us men understand, because because Vasavi, I'm gonna just be honest. We, we don't believe you. I, uh, <laughs> we I don't believe you. Okay, <laughs> hear me, hear me out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask ask someone who has thought that her sole purpose in life with men is to please them, and now I'm I'm 40 now, so I'm not trying to keep doing that. I'm trying to yeah. break that pattern and also be able to receive in relationships. Yeah. I know I can only speak from my vantage point when because I've been in this habit of trying to figure out what you need and meet those needs. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm single now. Clearly it's not working. Whatever yeah. I'm doing isn't working, you know? So <laughs> for me, for me personally, if you tell me 
hey, it really upsets me when you speak to me in this tone of voice or when you say it like that, it actually it it feels emasculating. If a man were to say that to me, I am at the point in my life where, Mm. hey, you tell me how that feels for you. I will course correct. I will like I don't want to be the source of somebody's pain or pleasure at this point. I just want us to be honest with one another. And so I feel like more pain is caused when you're not telling me. And it's not actually pleasurable for me to be this person that I think you want me to be. Mm-hmm. So if you just tell me, I will follow suit. I will, I will, I want to understand you. So I'm not spending my energy trying to be this person when that's probably not even what you want. I mean, mm-hmm. for a healthy man, maybe a narcissistic man will will love this version of me. But the mm-hmm. kind of man that I want, I want there to be some sort of balance. I want them. I want there to be a back and forth. I was raised with the belief that all men are dogs. My father said, you're never going to find another man like me. Mm. You're never going to find another man as good as your Padaba. We wow. actually call our father Padaba. He goes, you're never going to find someone as good as Padaba. Wow. And so that's okay. Well, then there you go. Wow. Yeah, so that, I was also raised with that. So I, I don't oh. know if that answers your question, but that's. Well, I mean, I, I heard in what you just shared, though, about what you want to hear from a man, I heard a distinction that I think I, I think we need to draw out a little bit because mm-hmm. what what I heard, the the, the you almost did a little role play there, right? Like mm-hmm. just say this. This is what I want to hear when you talk to me this way. I, I feel blank. I feel mm-hmm. what I what I heard in that, or let's say what I didn't hear. First off, mm-hmm. I didn't hear criticism. Yeah. I didn't hear you shouldn't talk to me that way or you should do this. You should. I didn't hear. I define criticism as direction given that isn't being asked for. That's it. Just direction given that Mm -hmm. isn't being asked for. That's to me is criticism. What I heard you Mm -hmm. model there was feedback. I want feedback and I want you to tell me how to treat you. I want there to be boundaries. My father did not have boundaries. I mean, we, he, I mean, we joke about Mm -hmm. this, but my sister and I, we're wrapped around his finger. He has us wrapped. We have, we are wrapped around his finger, right? Like Uh my father patronized us. My father enabled us. He, he was, he was, we are both daddy's girls, my sister and I, my sister took a different direction in life, but I wish my father had had a backbone. I wish he had stood up to my mother mm. when she would emasculate. I was standing up for yeah. my father. I was mm. being the dad that I thought my dad needed. So I mm. became a man in mm. all my relationships. So I, mm. can I, I'm going to be honest. I want your listeners to hear this. You're someone that I think has great boundaries. And you have, when I say great, you're very clear. When, mm. when I first met you, like, um, reconnected with you because we met so mm-hmm. many years ago and you moved yeah. to Austin. I told this to Sylvie and I think I told this, I was slightly intimidated by you because mm. you are so clear with your boundaries and I felt like, am I in trouble? Is Brian <laughs> mad at me? No, I'm not kidding. But yeah. I realized it's because I didn't grow up with a father who had boundaries. So when a man does have boundaries, uh, I feel like I did something wrong. Uh, but now I know like, yeah. oh my God, all I want is for you to tell me what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Cause I do not want to be my mother again. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, that reaction, I think a lot of men are, they're partnered with women that are, that are still in just as, just as the men themselves are in the reaction of, uh Oh, I, I did something wrong. I, I'm in trouble. He doesn't love me. She, she's pissed at me. Mm-hmm. Right. They're still in that, that, that scared inner child experience of, of, I just want someone to hold me and they just scolded me and they don't love mm-hmm. me. They're turning their back to me. Mm-hmm. How do you recommend, let's say a man is getting clear. Wow. I really don't like it when my wife talks to me 
in this way, X, Y, Z, when she, she tells me what to do when I haven't asked her, for example, or when she uses a harsh tone with me or when, how can that man begin to say out loud what's happening for him, but in a way that doesn't send his partner off into that shame or guilt spiral that, that from which they, they don't know how to recover. I'm just trying to imagine if a man were to say that to me and because I have this fear of being the bad girl or getting mm-hmm. in trouble and not rocking the boat when it comes to in my uh, relationship. If a man were to say to me, baby, <laughs> you're not in trouble. I'm not mad at you. I still love you. Like that is uh, mm-hmm. I, that is that, that is something that hasn't changed for me. I want I'm just imagining if someone were to say this. First of all, you're not in trouble. I love you. We're OK. I want you to know that when you said X, Y, Z, this is how it made me feel in my body. This is how it made me feel as a man. This is how it made me feel as a partner. And I'd like to discuss this with you because I want to assume the best of you. Like number one thing is for me, I need to know that you're assuming the best of me and not the worst of me, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't assume that I did this intentionally or I spoke in this way intentionally. Assume that I did it because- I just didn't know any better. And my head yeah. was maybe up my ass a little, you know, yeah. and we we get yeah. in our own way. So for me, that's it. I want the reassurance first. In fact, Sylvie and I do this very well. Mm-hmm. We've had maybe three encounters all got handled within like three minutes because we're so like she says to me, she goes, I'm not mad at you. I just want to share something that you said. I've said that to her. Sylvie, still love you. Please don't do this. And we talked about it and it was fine. And because she's not trying to yeah. defend herself. She's fr- she seeks to understand me. It's just yeah. the same thing. Like, tell me we're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, let me know we're going to be okay. Tell me how it felt for you. And honestly, I'm a huge fan of role-playing, Brian. Mm-hmm. So like, if I was with my partner and he said that, I mean, I, I I want relationships to work. So I'd be like, all right, can we practice a few things? Can I try saying that differently? And you mm-hmm. tell me how that feels in your body. And mm-hmm. then we keep doing it. And then I'm like, oh, so this is the language of my partner. Okay. Yeah. This is how my partner likes to be spoken to. I would like that for me too. So that's what I would say. hundred percent. I, I, that, that reassurance, you said the word reassurance. That's the thing that I think most people don't understand how to do. And it, it's the, it's the missing ingredient in boundary conversations, in feedback conversations and in just that reassurance. I love you. Nothing. You didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're still safe with me. Um, I'm with you. And mm-hmm. There's just this this thing that I need to talk about because when when you do it, I feel a certain way that that isn't good for me and not good for us. But I love mm-hmm. you and I love you. I think that calm, reassuring approach is essential. So now I'm I'm really curious about some of the origins of of you know a lot a lot of men as we've spoken to don't 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 say what's going on for them. We. Mm-hmm. We tend to, uh, what's the word? We tend to contract our whole mm-hmm. system, our bodies, our thoughts, everything around our experience. Like, like I'm just going to bear it all myself. I'm not going to mm-hmm. share it with anybody. And I'm fascinated about the the origins of that, particularly in our our family systems as 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 children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's where how do we, where do we learn to be adults? But yeah. as children, yeah, <laughs> from, from the adults around us, yeah. And I'm curious about your family system. <clears throat> I mean, I'll say briefly about mine. There was a lot of painful stuff going on that we never talked about. We never talked about. Nobody, I mean, there was divorce, there was alcoholism, there was bullying, there was 
um, horrifying rage in, you know, in the, in the, in the, the, my, my family system, you know, the, the people I grew up around, we never talked about it ever. And I think that's one reason that, that I stepped into writing 10, 12 years ago. I just started writing out loud the things that mm-hmm. no one was fucking talking about. It was a way of me. It was very cathartic. And I'm curious for you, how has your, your family system played into the, your, the message, your message of the moment? Say it out loud. Well, I remember as a kid, and I write this in my book, like I would, I would stand between my parents and mediate them at very young age because I could hear them from the other room and I'd be trying to sleep. And I'd, I'd stand in between both my parents, like four or five years old. And I would say to my dad, I'd say to my mother, please stop yelling. Say it calmly. Okay, dad, listen to her. Okay, mom, what did you hear him say? I wanted to know how my mother interpreted it. And then I'd say to my father, okay, now you say how you feel out loud. And my dad did not know how to put words to how he was feeling. I mean, he just, he just didn't. I think a lot of men are, you know, they struggle with putting words to their, how they're feeling. And so I try to mediate both of my parents. And I'm like, you say how you feel, you say how you feel. And then you know what I would do, Brian? I'd say group hug. And then I'd be the one, make my parents Mm. stand up. And I just fucking wanted them to kiss. I just want you guys to hug. And I would be the one to do a group hug. And how old are you in these times? Four or five years old. I mean, it's no no surprise. I went to school to be a social worker. I went to school to be a therapist, which I'm kind of growing out of that role now. Uh, You know, I don't want to do that as much. But yeah, I would would try to get them to make peace. And just just like in your family... You know, for me, what the thing that I wish my parents would have done better is repair. Like, I wish I saw like reparations out loud because it would be like there'd be a little there'd be a little molehill. My mom, my mom would say something. My father wouldn't respond or he would just, you know, he he wouldn't take my mother seriously, whatever. She'd start to get angrier and Mm -hmm. angrier and then boom, explosion. Mm. And then no talking for about three days. And then. And I'm walking on eggshells. My sister's walking on eggshells. We're just trying to make sure can't piss off anybody. We got to keep our dad happy. Mm. Let's not be annoying to my father because we have a bitch mom. That's literally what my mom and my sister and I would say. Mom's a bitch. So we can't Mm. we can't be like that with dad. Mm. Okay. and then with my mom, man, we just try not to set her off. We could tell even the way she fucking put her. Sorry, excuse my language. I'm just like I'm really getting into it. But the way my mom would just drop her keys on the table. We knew if she was in a bad mood or not. Uh, so we learned uh, from a very young age how, how to be, how to be. And we're very attuned to the high-risk parent, the high-risk parent being my mother, because she's volatile. What I wish I would have seen is like, okay, two people can have an argument that doesn't have to be this explosive thing. And if they do have a conflict, hey, how do you fix this? I never saw that. I didn't know how to repair as a kid growing up. And I'm still learning. I'm learning into my friendships, but we'll see what happens when I get into a relationship, how we repair. I think it could be easy. I have experience now with friendships. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, you know, Sylvie and I, we've been together. We're coming up on eight years and, wow. and, 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 you know, we're, we're really good at being with each other. Uh, it took us years to, to get good at being with each other. And though we still have our moments of, of intense breakdown yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. of fuck you. No, oh, fuck me. Fuck you. Kind of things, you know, we yeah. don't necessarily say those words, but that's yeah. kind of the energy of it. And, and, um, you know, so as I like to s- say a lot, the, the, the magic is in the repair. 
Yeah. Not not in the avoiding the argument in the first yeah. place, but but in the repair. And I think, especially when people are in the practice of being open and transparent and honest with each other, disagreements are inevitably going to arise. And and depending on your constitution, I mean, I tend to be a high conflict person. Sylvie mm -hmm. also, I think, tends to be high conflict, uh, by which I just mean I don't implode, I explode. Mm -hmm. Same. Right? You're you're an exploder. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I implode for a time, but but similar maybe to your to yeah. your. I don't know if your dad would would explode, but I would take it, take it, take it. Boom! Fuck this! I'm not taking it anymore. My dad would explode once a year, and when he exploded, uh, I was so happy. I was like, mm. I rooted for my dad exploding because it's mm -hmm. like, finally, can you tame this woman? I mm. wanted my dad to tame my my mother, and it's like mm. only when he exploded once a year did my mother soften. Wow. And I and I noticed in wow. my own relationships, the only yeah. time I softened mm -hmm. is during like when the man would fight back with me. I I wanted a man. I would push a guy subconsciously. Yeah. Push him, push him, push him. How much are you going to take? How much are you going to take? Oh, yeah. And then when he exploded, then I felt like, oh, OK, great. You do care. So for me, a man exploding meant you care. You feel wow. something. Wow. Yeah, that's that's unhealthy. I know. Well, I'm, I'm well, I'm seeing in my mind, my mind's eye, a five year relationship that I was in with a woman who would would needle me, would 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 same that poking finger, the testing, 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 yeah. yeah, the pestering, the the coming at me with all kinds of complaints and upset. And we 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 had some we had some early challenges in a relationship that resulted in all this. I don't want to go into that story now, but, mm -hmm. um, and I would take it, take it. I would try to argue with her sort of, you know, dance around it, say it's not that way. It's this way. And then, I mean, within, you know, 45 minutes or three hours, then I fucking explode. And the moment I exploded was the moment she backed down mm -hmm. and she would call me, reassure me. It's like, that was the moment she had, had almost been waiting for, but why the fuck? I'm thinking, why the fuck does it have to get here? What yeah. the fuck is this yeah. about? This is some yeah. bullshit. Yeah. How is this helpful for us? It's not. You know, I feel run ragged. She can't be satisfied. Okay. She got the big explosion out of me, but she didn't get understanding out of mm -hmm. me. She didn't get more empathy, more compassion, more kid. She didn't get that, you know? And so she probably made you hate her. Probably made you hate did. her. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely. And then, and then we would, We'd calm down and then three days later, we'd repeat the same thing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's start talking about this, this saying it out loud, this, cause, <laughs> cause what I've, I've seen you do this, Vasavi, I've seen you in, in moments, you know, I've been to uh, your birthday party on the boat. That was so much fun. You know, you come over to our house quite a bit and I see you and, you know, we'll get into it. You know, you, me and Sylvie, we'll start chatting about all these things and I'll see you ask yourself questions. Why are you getting shy? What's going on? Because it's funny. I mean, I don't let a lot of people. I mean, I actually do talk and respond to myself out loud. And so I sometimes forget that I do it. And for the fact that you've actually seen me do it, it makes me a little shy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I think um, I think it's again, I, I think this is such an important topic because for a lot of men that 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 are disconnected from themselves, that are shut down to themselves, that have been repressing what's really going on with them for mm -hmm. for decades, I think asking questions, yeah. even whether in your head or out loud, is a powerful gateway to self-awareness, to understanding. So I'm I'm curious, what are some of the questions that you ask? 
that help you access what's going on for you? So in my book, first chapter, sorry, second chapter is called Admit It Out Loud. So, you know, I'm a 12-stepper. I've been through the 12-step program multiple times. I uh, I, I really appreciate what it has done for me, community, ha- having had a sponsor back in the day. And I wanted to create my own 12-step version, how to talk to yourself mm. through anything. So chapter two is Admit It Out Loud. Uh, the first step of the 12 steps is to admit your powerlessness. And so at mm. the beginning of every chapter, there's a verbal prompt that my reader has mm-hmm. to answer out loud. And mm. so this one is, is it hard for you to admit that you need help sometimes? And Ugh. so every single chapter of my book, it, um, it addresses a different part of us. And so what I would recommend to your listeners, your male listeners, you know, if there is a part of you, you can access a part of you, the part of you that maybe is scared, the part of you that is afraid to say something out loud. You can actually ask that part of yourself, a question out loud. So let's just say you have a part of yourself that wants to say something to your wife or your partner, and you're afraid to say this to her. Instead of saying it to her first, ask yourself, what am I afraid of saying to my partner? And then let that part of you answer. Okay. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting here is that we all have subpersonalities. We have different parts of us. Each of these parts has its own distinct voice, has its own distinct personality, has its own distinct way of speaking, right? I I, in, I always say, name your parts. There's Vixen Vasavi, Vulnerable Vasavi, mm. Vicious Vasavi, Vigilant yeah. Vasavi. Each part of me has yeah. a different persona. I, I have I have a couple of names in my parts. I got I got Chester the Insane. Love it. He's the crazy part of me that'll just yeah. drive drive my bus right off the cliff. Doesn't give yeah. a damn. He just wants to see what what's that going to feel like. Well, okay, <laughs> he'll fu- he'll fuck the world up. Yeah, yeah. And there's Dave the accountant. He's the part of me that says everything has to be measured. He doesn't want to take any risks. He's he him and Chester hate each other. So he's like boring Brian. He's okay, oh. boring Brian. Maybe but boring Brian. He's the accountant. He's he doesn't want he take no risks. <laughs> Bland Brian. Can we call Bland. him? Bland Brian. Okay, that's that's fun. So <laughs> anyway, and, and, and anyway, and I got some others, but but keep so keep going. I, I agree. I, I'm a big uh, student of internal family systems, IFS, yeah. uh, Richard Schwartz. I'm doing some training yeah. with him right now about the, about awesome. these parts parts. Uh, I think it's fantastic. So keep going. Yeah. So you can actually tap in and ask those parts of you what it needs, what it's afraid to say, what what kind of reassurance does that part need to feel safe, and you can. I don't want to say coach yourself, therapize yourself, but you can be the leader, the coach, the mentor, the guide that you need, that you, that you need in order to feel safe to say that thing out loud. For me, I always say to myself, what is the what does the voice of God within me say? How would the voice of God within me speak to my wife, speak to my husband? Because for me, when I when I say voice of God, I know that that voice is going to be patient. It's going to be kind. It's going to be gentle and it's going to be firm. So I think before a man prepares to have this conversation, and I've done this in friendships and and other relationships, is what is the thing that I want to say that I'm afraid to say? And I let that part of me speak completely unfiltered and unedited. Don't try to package it before you say it. Like you got to allow yourself to say it fully, unedited, unfiltered. Use all the To yourself, to yourself first. Yes, please. Please say it to yourself first. (laughs) Hear yourself, hear yourself saying it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Pay attention to what that feels like in your body. You, your 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 body will not lie to you. Right. Because mm-hmm. when we hear it, words carry vibration. Our body will feel that, you know, when you're like, oh, shit, I can't say this to that person because yeah. you can feel how it feels in your own body. So allow yourself to practice saying out loud 
what is the thing that I want to say to this person and try using different tones, different pitches, volume, inflection. And for me, when I say something to someone, I want it to feel safe within me first before Mm. I say it. I don't want to test out communicating with someone because Mm. I may hurt their feelings and I'm Mm. not trying to intentionally do that. That doesn't Mm. mean that I'm constantly manipulating what I'm saying. I just want to be at peace and feel safe within myself before I say it to somebody else. So I practice it. It's kind of like this, right? I, I remember back in the day, I had this one business coach who was like, you should raise your rates by by, by whatever, 20 grand. I was like, cool, sounds awesome. And I could not get myself to charge those rates. I could say it, but I didn't feel it. Yeah. Right. So you can yeah. say it all you want, but you got to feel it. Yeah. And so whether you're communicating your boundaries or you're trying to express, hey, this doesn't feel good. Like you got to practice yourself saying it so you, you can stand rooted in what you're trying to say. And this is not about being perfect, Bri. It, we're going to be clumsy in our communication to having grace for ourselves. But I do think we can do that with ourselves before we just kind of dump it on someone else and maybe cause more harm than good. I, I love it. I think that's a I love that suggestion to to get it right. Right's not the right yeah, word, but, but yeah. get it feeling good in your own body first, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I can say it safely first and I can really relate to that as a coach, you know, from mm-hmm. that perspective, Yeah. <laughs> you know, coaches rate the things we charge, it's all made up, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a hundred bucks or a hundred thousand, it's yeah. fucking made up. Yeah. But if you can't, if you don't feel yourself confident or safe, safe, that's a great word. Just like, mm-hmm. okay, I can say this word the person you're talking to is going to fucking feel right through it on some level. They're gonna be like, and they may not consciously pick up on that, but intuitive, they're gonna be like, yeah, this person is full of shit on some level. Yeah. And so you got to practice. I mean, I got to say friendships are a great place to practice stating how you feel, expressing your needs. Like I've never expressed my needs more than I have with Sylvie. And I'm like, man, I think I can actually do this. If I'm in a new relationship, what are my expectations? of this relationship. How often do I need communication? I've talked about that with your wife. And I'm like, oh, you mean, I mean, I actually said this to her. I go, you mean my needs matter? I was like, you mean, I said, it's okay, Sylvie, that we like text every few days. That's important to me. And that's important to her. We've talked about that. And so practicing, you know, whether it's joining your men's group, whether it's, you know, you know, role playing with the coach that can absolutely help someone, a man who is trying to be true to him, honor his boundaries, and also communicate that yeah. without causing more harm. Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah. Wow. What a great segue to a shameless plug I want to do right now because, yeah, yeah, because I have seen this with men when we gather with each other with trustable men in the same way mm-hmm. that Sylvie is a trustable friend to you. Mm-hmm. When we men gather together and and I stand for safety, for non-judgment. You know, we're all judging the hell out of each other all the time. Yeah. But, but I'm but I'm I'm also I'm I'm a proponent of of us each working with our own judgments. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're in the way, speaking them out loud in ways that are respectful and 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 in integrity and honoring of the person that you know. Mm-hmm. When we start to do that work, it's the ripple effect of that becomes is life changing. And mm-hmm. I see this with the men that I work with. They without even any prompting from me, let's say, like in my Elevate Your Relationship program, as we're starting to have, as men are are able to say the fucking things they've been dying to say, but they've had nowhere to say them. And they can say it in a container, in a group of men that are, again, trustable, it's a safe space, and they're still gonna get feedback. 
if they're saying something that isn't skillful or that 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 is going to send them into a spiral that won't won't help anybody, not themselves, not their partners, they get feedback around that, and and there's a there's a there's a like a strengthening of the spine. Yes, that happens. And I respect a man who has a spine. I respect. Yeah. I'm, I'm slightly afraid of him at first, but that <laughs> but you know because I was not raised yeah. with a, a man. But yeah. I'm slightly intimidated. But it's sexy yeah. as hell, and yeah. I respect you. I want yeah. a man that I can that I can respect yeah. back in the day. I, I, I just wanted a man who I could, you know, just kind of control and manipulate. And uh, I just didn't want him to leave me. Right. That's what right. it was. It wasn't with evil intent. It was just, of please course. don't leave me. Of course. Um, but I would say, you know, in, in, like just something so beautiful in your men's group and stuff, I think men can really utilize one another to role play. Cause if we are comprised of masculine and feminine, then you can, he can practice with you or practice with another man and say, well, be my wife for a second. This is how she normally is. Mm -hmm. And actually practice with mm -hmm. that person and pay attention yeah. to how that feels as yeah. you're saying it to that yeah. person. Yeah. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll, in, I'll, I'll role play with the men in, in, in mm -hmm. that I'm working with and, and I'll, I'll have them be their wife Oh wow. and That's I'll good. be them. Because they know, you know, they know the patterns, they know what they're why, and they don't know what to say into the pattern. So they'll play the role of wife or partner. Mm -hmm. And they'll just do the, do the patterned responses that they always do. And I'll play the role of them, but, but knowing how to have boundaries, knowing how to be reassuring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those reassuring. two together, you know, to, to give feedback, this isn't working for me. This doesn't feel good. This, this is not okay. And reassuring. And I love you. I'm so I'm crazy about you. You, you look so cute when you're angry, whatever, whatever the, you know, you bring some, some yeah. playful embracing yeah. humor, all of that. Yeah. So, so, so men seriously consider join my elevate your relationship program, uh, elevate yeah. 2024, my year long program for a small intimate group of men. We mm -hmm. go together, uh, go through an entire year together. That's coming up soon. Definitely the, the ripple effect of that men start going into their relationships and being able to, you know, take that, 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 you know, I think even men that have, that have a spine, they overuse it. They, they become abusive with it. They, yep. they, they over, it's like they, they, they're, they're high on their own power in a sense. And they're, they're that sense of entitlement. Well, that shit doesn't work either. No. The last yeah. guy I dated was like that. He didn't have a spine and then he grew a spine and then he tried to overpower me with his spine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is not fun anymore. The, yeah. the other thing that I yeah. would say about the, re you said the two things, Brian, what did you say? You said reassurance and the boundaries. And the, the third thing that I want to add to that, because this has happened in my life is, you know, once you've seen the darkest parts of me, the ugly mm. side side of me, don't throw it in my face because that mm. is vulnerable for me to like mm -hmm. when someone sees me lose control. Yeah. If I've allowed you to see me explode or lose control, I'm in a very vulnerable yeah. state now because you just yeah. saw me out of control. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw that shit in my face in the future, yeah. Yeah. you know, 100 mm. percent. Yeah. And, and, and don't brand me as that from here on out. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're the angry one, right? That's, that's mm. hard too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yes. Sylvie and I, there's, there's really only, I think there's four people in the history of my life that have seen me as angry as I can get. Wow. <laughs> Sylvie, that ex-girlfriend that I was with for five years that would mm -hmm. push me to the, to the brink and beyond. Uh, my best friend, Tate, he's only seen it once. Mm -hmm. And my dad. Wow. Not and even your own mother. Nope, not even my, nope, not my mom. Uh, my stepmom heard it in the other room when I was with my, I was coming at my father, uh, not physically, but, but verbally exploding. And, um, and the fact that, you know, with Sylvie, 
Sylvie and, and I've seen Sylvie at her worst as well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and I laugh because she's the sweetest, most amazing, most precious, you know, that soft, sexy, gentle yeah. voice yeah, you, and all that, but yeah. don't get that woman angry. Yeah. She will you know, cut a fool. Let me tell you this. We were okay. Side note. I've never seen this side of your wife. We were no. at the grocery store. We went to central mm-hmm. market. I needed to run some errands. I said, come with me to the grocery store. She said, okay. So I didn't realize I by accident stepped in front of a guy. We were in the canned goods section. I was getting uh-huh. some beans. Uh-huh. I didn't realize there was a, I didn't even uh-huh. see this guy, this older man. And he goes, well, thanks for just getting in my way. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. And Sylvie like comes out of the aisle. She's like about to say something. I go, Sylvie, get back here. Uh-huh. <laughs> she goes, boss, he shouldn't have talked to you that way. I go, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But I saw that side of her. It was yeah. good to know that she would have my back, but I, I saw that side of her. She pulled out like, her switchblade. She was about oh, to yeah, cut she, that. she was about to cut that man. She I was, was like, about- we were at the grocery store. <laughs> Get it together. We are at the grocery yeah. store. We're fine. Yeah. No, but I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. And and the and you're you're 100 right. Neither one of us have have held that over the other person's head or throw it in there. Throw it in our faces like, you know. I mean, we because we also have repaired those moments really mm-hmm. well. Um. And so, okay. Well, this is. I mean, this is. I think this is invaluable for for men. I, I'm wondering, what, what am I not asking you, Vasavi? What do you think? still we still need to 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 land for men to begin to um you know one thing that does come up for me as i'm thinking about that is is some men are partnered with women who seem to say everything out loud and that's not helpful no <laughs> like they want them to say less you know i mean you know there's this funny uh this this funny distinction way of you know, you know Sylvie and I talk about this a lot, like because Sylvie likes to talk. She wants to talk and say everything. She can talk for hours, and yeah. and I get overwhelmed pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's like she she's she's gone berry picking, yeah. you know, and she wants to tell me where all the berries that she got, <laughs> where they're all from, and what colors they are, and what she saw, what happened with it. And you know, I just want to go. This is this is so kind of cliche and and basic and overly simplistic, but I just want to go hump my meat. And bring it back. Tell a few stories about how I killed the animal, but that's it. Let's eat. You know, she wants to just talk about everything. What, what, what would you say to the man who is with a partner who who is saying a lot out loud and it's overwhelming for him? I don't know. Can you go from being overwhelmed to appreciating how she loves all the little details and she adds so much, you know, beauty and and poetry to her life? And maybe we can learn something mm-hmm. from that person. Maybe it's beautiful how she uses her words and or not not just Sylvie, but, you know, uses her words in a way to de- just describe the beauty of what she's just experienced. Mm. But I would say mm. I, I would definitely this would hurt me if someone were to say it, but I would take it. I would take it and I, I would try to absorb it. Like if you were to let's just say I was with someone and I talk a lot and I share a lot of detail because I love to bring I love someone to feel the experience. I really I use words cuz I want you to feel what I just felt. Mm. Maybe what would be helpful is okay, hun. I love how into the experience that you 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 like really get into it and you're so good at 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 bringing words to this. For me, I really want to hear and absorb what you're saying. Sometimes I get very overwhelmed with a lot of description. And so it would be beneficial for me if you told me the highlights, like the highlights, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that personally. For yeah. me, it's less, it's less work for me too, because talking yeah. does, it requires a lot of energy to talk. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind that. In fact, I would appreciate it because you're now giving me direction and that's fucking hot. 
Give me direction on how to best. I want your ears. I want mm. your attention. And mm-hmm. if you're telling me that basically you're checking out because I'm giving you a lot of information, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I'd rather have you tell me what does feel good for you. I don't feel like mm-hmm. that that you're stifling my self-expression. I mm-hmm. actually hear that as you want to hear me, but the word sometimes just feels like it's flying in your face. So yeah. you're you're training me how to speak to you. And I don't yeah. I don't take that as a negative thing. For yeah. Me. Great. Great. Uh, last question. What would you say to the man? I think this is a great place to, to conclude to the man who has gotten the feedback from his partner or, or he just knows like, but she says, you know, you don't let me in, you know, she wants to be let in and, or he just knows he keeps to himself. He's, he doesn't even know what to share. Let's say, well, I don't, I don't even know what letting you in means. What do you mean? I do let you in. You know, um, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But where would you encourage that man to start? What a great question, Brian. Hmm, I'm putting myself in that situation right now. And what I would say is don't be afraid of communicating. Well, I'm, I'm going to say two things. Don't be afraid of communicating it wrong or not getting it right. If you're going to be afraid, be afraid that she's going to disconnect and detach. Because I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. the less you give her, the less she has to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd be less afraid about like, oh, am I going to say the wrong thing? Or am I doing it right? I mean, obviously, we don't want any fear here, right? I mean, there should not be any fear here. But if there is, it's like, I, I know for me, if you're not giving me anything to work with, if you're not giving me you, I do detach. I say, okay, well, I got nothing to hold on to. Mm-hmm. What I would say is, if you are willing, number one step is willing. If you are willing to take that feedback, then actually sit down and say, hey, I've been listening to your feedback about wanting more from me. I'd love to hear from you. What do you want to know about me? Like put it, let her ask you the question, because Mm. I don't, I'm not, I don't think that, you know, this person, if you're willing to communicate and try to be better at communicating and you don't know where to begin, but you have a partner who's so invested in hearing you communicate and talk to them, let them ask you a question. I'm I'm a huge like fan of prompts and questions. Mm -hmm. I don't just like to speak unless I am being prompted. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know what, if you're willing to do this, sit down with her and say, what do you want to know about me? Ask me anything. Let's start somewhere, you know, and let that person in by asking a question. Start mm-hmm. small. And then you're just getting in the habit of someone asking you a question, you're responding, but at least you're getting in the habit of talking. You're getting in the habit of expressing yourself. And sooner or later, it it I feel like it can become a practice for you to just start sharing because you're now in the habit of it. Your body's used to it, your mind, your vocal cords, everything's in sync. And so, yeah, bring your partner on board. You don't have to do it alone. You have someone who's begging you to be open. So involve them in, in this opening up of your expression to them. Yeah. I like that. And it doesn't have to be overnight. It doesn't have to be one day different. Uh, you know, just, 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 okay, now we're sharing everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas yesterday we shared nothing. It can be mm-hmm. a slow, gradual beginning of, of an opening. And I think for a lot of men that that alone is a big stretch. Uh, well, Vasavi, thank you so much. This has been, uh, uh, I think, uh, I, I, I'm sure for a lot of men, it raises more questions um, and that's okay. I, I think this, this podcast is a, I, I fashion this as a, a podcast of wisdom conversations and wisdom doesn't always give us conclusions. It, it, if anything, it opens doors to new avenues of exploration, to new depths of our own being and new possibilities. And so uh, I'm hoping at least we've, we've done that here in the realm of, of communication um, for, for men. And your book is called 
say it out loud using the power of your voice to listen to your deepest thoughts and courageously pursue your dreams. Say it out loud or say, say it out loud. That's right. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you, find your book, learn more about what you're up to? The book is available everywhere, but you can go to vasavikumar.com forward slash order the book, grab your bonuses. I'm actually doing a virtual book club for free for everybody in June, four sessions in June. We're going to be going through three chapters every session, uh, but I didn't want to leave my reader hanging. So I'm doing a book club with them in June, uh, vasavikumar.com forward slash order the book. If you enjoyed this episode, follow me on Instagram. My name is Vasavi, tag me and Brian, and let us know that you enjoyed this episode. Wonderful, Vasavi. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on Men This Way. But I want to say thank you to you, Brian, real quick. I just I really okay. want to say what you do really well. I uh, I really feel like I was asked questions um, from a genuinely curious place because you really do care. You you mm. really care and you're so uh, you you really care about how to show up better in partnership. And so even some of the stuff that I was saying, I was like, oh, man, does this sound too harsh? Does it sound too aggressive? I was just speaking what I consider to be my truth. So I just want to say thank you because you know this. I was a little nervous about this episode because mm -hmm. I was slightly intimidated by you. But you know, when you when you started off with that question about tell me the most significant event in your life that has shaped you to, you know, the role as a woman, I immediately felt like this is going to be and I'm I'm going to feel safe in this conversation, mm. you know. So I just want to say thank you for um this is the first time I've ever been asked any of these questions. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate you. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you for yeah. that acknowledgement. And and again, I'm I'm uh, I'm really glad we. I don't I don't just invite friends on my podcast. You know, I know. I, mm -hmm. I this to me is a is a is a sacred container that I create. It's art. It is it is these are I hope these are wisdom conversations, and um and I'm really glad that we did this philosophy. I think this is gonna gonna serve a lot of a lot of men, and we have a lot of women listeners too. So thank you for coming Thanks, on, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you again to Vasavi Kumar. You can find Vasavi at www.vasavi, V-A-S-A-V-I, Kumar, K-U-M-A-R.com. Of course, that link and any additional resources will be in the show notes at brianreeves.com slash podcast. And again, remember, if you'd like to experience empowering transformational coaching with me to help elevate your intimate relationship experiences, go to brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R and fill out the application on that page to get started on your coaching journey with me, brianreeves.com slash E-Y-R. Lastly, please go write a review of this podcast. I ask my listeners to do this every episode and uh, some of you do it, many of you surely don't, and that's okay. That's just the law of how these numbers work. But I assure you, I pay attention to every review and it makes a huge difference to this show uh, in terms of bringing in great guests and also bringing more people into these, I think it's essential and very important and useful conversations. So please go write a review of this podcast. I would deeply appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe yourself if you're not already while you're at it. I'm your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.